the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We air here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. And, you know, we have guests on the show a bunch, but it's always really about you. You're listening to this program not to hear about other people, but to hear, well, to be challenged, you know, to be uh, inspired. And today I want to do both. Uh, I'm the guest (laughs) and the host, because today we're talking about what is often referred to as the oldest hatred, anti-Semitism. But more than that, we're going to look into our own hearts for any hatred that we have of our fellow man. And and I know and and I hope that, you know, in the radio that you're listening to all across the Salem Network, and I'm sure in other places, that this is a topic that many are talking about um, because it's really in our face and it seemed to happen so quickly, but it was bubbling there under the surface, this this hatred of Jews because they are Jews. And um, I don't want to say that we can get tired of this because until it's gone, what it's really talking about is the hatred that we hold in our own hearts toward anyone. And yet uh, we know that uh, Messiah Yeshua, Jesus, is love and that we are supposed to love and yet, on the other hand, there are things that God hates. And really, that is the challenge for us as believers, is how do we get the mind and the heart of Christ? How do we have uh, the, the heart and the mind of the Father uh, that we can judge in righteousness and yet not give in to the darkness? Uh, those of you who listen to the program know and probably figure it out by my name, and I'm here on uh, Salem, and I'm so appreciate uh, I so so appreciative to Salem for this platform to be able to speak to the Pikes Peak region and beyond on on podcast. But my background is um, I'm I'm a Jew. Uh, I grew up in Philadelphia, pretty secular, somewhat somewhat traditionally religious. Um, but uh, about half my life ago, uh, coming up on. Uh, 30 years, 25 to 30 years ago, I became a believer in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus. And, and when you do that, when you, when you do it, you know, what people say, you can't, <laughs> right? Pick a side. You can't be Jewish and Christian. I'm trying to figure out what that means. And of course, you know, uh, Yeshua, Jesus was Jewish, and so was Paul, and so were the writers of the New Testament, as well as uh, most of the writers of the Old Um you know, you think things differently, and you try to reconcile these worlds, and you walk this tightrope all the time. And so I become familiar with that in my walk, and I hope that the perspectives that I bring are helpful to you, because I come at Christianity from a different angle. I say, you know, just like Hebrews read right to left, I come right to left instead of left to right. But um, I've, uh, when I uh, was given this uh, microphone, when I started working for Salem, I felt that I was supposed to call myself 
the watchman and that um, those words um, from Ezekiel and elsewhere about the watchman. I want to read Ezekiel 33, a few verses of that now, because today we have a responsibility to be a watchman. Uh, we always did, but right now with the world going as crazy as it is, with uh, there seeming to be no truth anywhere, we're we really seem to have gone off the deep end as a nation and a world. Um, the watchman has a responsibility. And as it says in Ezekiel 33, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the shofar, the trumpet, the shofar, and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the shofar and does not take warning If the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the shofar and the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. And so when you see things happening, my brothers and sisters, whether it's in a small microcosm within your own family or within your community, whether it's in a city or a state or a country, we have a responsibility to speak out. We have a responsibility to warn. If not, if you don't, then the blood will be on your hands. But interestingly, if you do speak up and people choose not to listen, then the blood is not on your hands. Um, And so as Dietrich Bonhoeffer so famously said, um, not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. And so I call on you today to speak out against this hatred, what is referred to as the oldest hatred. Um, The Bible does tell us to um, hate the assembly of evildoers. It tells us to hate falsehood. It tells us to hate evil. But people, we know, God loves. And so how do we walk through that? Well, I'll tell you the very short version. 22 years ago, um, when I was uh, getting ready to move to Israel, to live in Israel, I was in Jerusalem. Uh, It was the 27th of January, 2002. And um, so I guess, what is that coming up? Yeah, on 22 years ago. And um, was in a family shoe store on Jaffa Road in, in the new city of Jerusalem. It was a time during the Second Intifada when when uh, things were blowing up a lot. There was terrorist activity uh, in in uh, Israel about three times a week during that time. And uh, I went into a shoe store, and um, uh, as I was just uh, standing there, the whole front of the store blew in, and it— um, was obviously a, a suicide bombing. It was, a, as you say, a homicide bombing. It was a 10-kilogram suitcase bomb that was brought in by the first uh, female suicide bomber, a Palestinian, came in in a Red Crescent ambulance. Um, you know, they say they stop the ambulances, but uh, they do for a reason. Brought in a suitcase bomb and had planned to leave it in the store. But amazingly, after she armed it, and even though it was about five feet away from me, um, Inexplicably, she picked it up at the last moment and walked out the door and was absolutely incinerated. All that was left was her head and her feet. Uh, That's how big the bomb was. Um, I went away with a little bit of an injury, but, um, you know, really uh, could have been um, 
so destroyed by that that they would have needed to use my dental records. And at the time, I had just met my wife. Um, we were engaged. She was coming to Israel uh, the next day from America. I'd come back a few weeks earlier. And so my first reaction <laughs> to that after, you know, realizing, you know, what happened and, and getting over a little bit of the trauma is to just say, you know, kill them all, you know, napalm the West Bank, the Gust Strip. You know, if, if, if these people, these, these, these Arabs, these Palestinians, these Muslims, you know, my, my, the eternal enemy of my people is, you know, is going to come over from their territory to mine, targeting a family store, non-combatants, to blow them up. And here I was just about to, you know, start my new life, uh, getting married soon. Um, you know, you just, you just want to say, what right do you have? You need to be destroyed. And yet, while that is true, that those who kill innocents, you know, need to be destroyed, there are times to go to war. There is a time for war. The question is, what's with the hatred that we have toward the people? You know, do we understand that they are the way they are because of bad influences, demonic influences? It doesn't excuse their behavior. It does not excuse their behavior. And when we look at you know, what just happened in Israel a little over a month ago on October 7th of 2023, and we look at the atrocities that, that happened where, where men, women, children, babies, pregnant women, you know, pets, people were, you know, burned alive and, and blown up and all of these things just because they were Jews, just because they were Jews. You know, you have to say, and, and there is no moral equivalence, and I hope that you're not buying into that moral equivalence that the way Israel is acting or, or the fact that there is some kind of occupation, which there isn't. I was, I was in Israel when, when they gave back the Gaza Strip in 2005, and then the Palestinians, instead of turning it into a paradise with all this beautiful Mediterranean Sea and greenhouses, they destroyed everything and started building tunnels and, and turning it into the you know, biggest uh, terrorist enclave of all times. There's no moral equivalency there, Israel is doing what it needs to do. Not that Israel as a nation is perfect. It's, it's not. It's a, it's a government. It's a state. And yet, how are we to walk through this world in it and not of it? In it and not of it. How do we do the right thing and fight for justice and even if necessary to, to kill in order to defend innocence or to, to be justice and righteousness and yet not let that darkness into our heart. Well, there are a lot of verses that we could certainly read, you know, about hatred. First um, John two nine through eleven. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Proverbs 10.12, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrong. Proverbs 10.18, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. And on and on. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, Psalm 97, for he regards and the, the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Psalm 119, I hate and detest falsehood, but I love your law. Leviticus 19, do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so that you do not share his guilt. 
Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yehovah, the Lord. How do we walk this tightrope? We could say, well, they're not my people. Yeah, but we know. We know that in Messiah, that, that he loved us, that he died for us, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. While we were anathema to him, while we were doing evil in all things, because we were deceived, he loved us. And that is this huge challenge. What does it mean to really be a believer in Messiah Yeshua Jesus? And how are we to deal with hatred? And how are we to deal with the anti-Semitism that has now bubbled up now? Because if we don't speak up now, you know, it's, it's been said, if you ever wondered how you'd be acting, what you'd be thinking, what you'd be doing during the Holocaust, well, hello, here we are right now in a, in a very similar temperament. The church in Germany failed. The church in America failed. In fact, synagogues in America failed. People failed to speak out because they couldn't deal with thinking that people would be this evil, but people are. And we're seeing it right now. Um, as it's been said, the Nazis tried to cover up their atrocities. Hamas now flaunted it with glee. But how do you feel and what's going on in your heart? We're here on Crosswalk talking about the oldest hatred, anti-Semitism, and how not to give in to the hate. When we come back, we're going to talk more specifically about what's going on on college campuses and also how we can deal with, you know, as Darth Vader said to Luke, give in to the dark side, give in to the hate. But we're not going to do that, are we? We are going to deliver ourselves because the one who loved us wants to deliver us from this. So if you're holding any hate in your heart toward anybody, I want you to check it right now as we go to break. And when we return, we're going to deal with it stronger. Thank you for joining me on Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back on Partners in the Gospel. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Hi, I'm Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. You're listening to The Word FM 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs on the Salem Network. You know, I want to say happy to have you join us, but obviously we're dealing with a tough subject. We're dealing with the oldest hatred, anti-Semitism. But more than that, looking into our own hearts for any hatred about our fellow man. And during the break, if you had time during those 30 seconds uh, to, to check yourself and think about, you know, where is it coming from? Because as, as Christians, you know, you know you're, not, you're not supposed to be anti-Semitic, and yet so many are. And so the question is, where is that coming from? Or at the very least, people are using it to go neutral and to do things like moral equivalence. And what we're seeing now going on on college campuses 
um, really is the hotbed of this right now, these protests. A lot of it is uh, foreign students uh, who are on the campuses, uh, many who are uh, leading these uh, organizations. These are either uh, claimed to be pro-Palestinian, but uh, I don't see how the way Hamas has subjugated and uses as human shields the Palestinian people, how you would claim that you're pro-Palestinian if you're pro-Hamas. I, I, I really don't know how that works. They don't seem to be uh, being freedom fighters. They seem to be subjecting their own people uh, to to um, incredible danger uh, and hatred and using them and, and have no love for them. It, it was said by Golda Meir, the um, Prime Minister of Israel um, back in the early 70s that, you know, we can for we as Jews can forgive you for killing our children, but we can't forgive you for making us kill your children. And and that is going on right now, uh, unfortunately. But but what are some of the things that have brought this up that these young people are on the campuses and and buying into this? First of all, you know, we have ignorance. Um you can't believe everything your teachers tell you. You got to go research stuff for yourselves. I mean, there's something called the internet and you can get lots of sources. Don't take one source. But I mean, this, this modern history of Israel that was been told, you know, over the last, uh, you know, hundred years or so, um, you know, you can document that and you can see how the British mandate from 1917 of beating the Ottoman Empire and then the British deciding to give this huge piece of land uh, to the Jews for a homeland. And by the time they were done, most of it was given to Jordan as a Palestinian homeland and on and on and on. But now Jordan is saying that Israel is, you know, occupying and oppressive. You know, the, the, the Jordanians killed thousands, if not tens of thousands of Palestinians uh, in 1970, what was called Black September, killing Palestinians because of Yasser Arafat and they looking to overthrow their country. And and at this point, nobody wants to solve this problem. Seemingly, the Jordanians could solve the problem. The Egyptians could solve the problem. Israel absorbed, you know, millions uh, uh, in of Jews. Why is it that these Palestinian people have been in in, uh, refugee camps for 70, 75 years and can't be assimilated into 99 plus percent of the Middle East? It's very confusing. And I would and I would invite you uh, to to look at something that uh, is on YouTube right now as of the past few days with a man named Douglas Murray Uh, was on Sky News Australia, an interview by Piers Morgan Um, in the past less than a week, one point eight million views. It's 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 an amazing interview there. But uh, this uh, Douglas Murray, while he is under fire uh, with with missiles going overhead uh, in in Israel, coming from Gaza, going to Israel with Piers Morgan, if you know who he is, really trying to bring out this anti-Israel narrative that this Douglas Murray wouldn't have any of it and really speaks so much truth in about 10 minutes while staying cool as a cucumber under fire. Again, Douglas Murray, you can go on YouTube, um, says Douglas Murray blast Gazans for cheering on as a woman. Uh, you can put that much in. And this was about this, you know, when they were parading around the dead people and the women they were, you know, raping and killing and abusing and, and everything. And, and um, uh, he talks about that. So I would very much uh, suggest uh, going there to get some level of education. But there's such radical thinking on the campuses right now that anybody who is perceived to be an oppressor, that you can not only speak violence against them, but you can commit violence against them. This is this radical Marxist thinking that anybody who's labeled an oppressor, uh, that that you can just come against them. And, you know, how's that going to go for us in this country um, where, you know, the Black Lives Matter BLM organization was speaking that, you know, all white people are oppressive and the patriarchy of America is oppressive. Well, does this mean that when, you know, if those who, who choose to say that they were oppressed, whether they be black or any minority, can go out and just – 
kill the people they perceive to be oppressors and everything's okay. There's just everything is fine because there was oppression. Like we have to think things through, folks. We have to play chess, not checkers. Um, We have to think about where these ideas are going. Uh, And a lot of people have to say a lot of Jews in the in the uh, liberal media and, and have been on the forefront of liberal media didn't realize all the Marxism they were pushing, all this progressivism and all this hatred that was getting pushed through the media. And now suddenly when it's turned into anti-Semitism, they're questioning, whoa, where did this come from? Well, you know what? We all play a part in it when we not only remain silent, but we push it forward. Um, lack of accountability. These these uh, universities that were saying that conservative people couldn't speak on campus because it was hate speech. And they would you know, protest that. Now, suddenly there's full blown hate speech and they're saying, oh, that's free speech. There's such a double standard and lack of accountability. And we're seeing great pushback against these elite organizations. Honestly, people are challenging even Steven Spielberg with the whole Shoah project of documenting Holocaust survivors is so against the government of Israel that he's not speaking up against the anti-Semitism. Now, can you imagine Steven Spielberg with Schindler's List and the Shoah Project not speaking up against this. And again, the moral equivalency that, you know, there's dead on both sides and those kinds of things are just not right thinking. And we need to be sober thinking people. So in our last few minutes here, as we're discussing this tough subject, how do we not give in to the hate? How do I how did I transform from that person killed me and, and, you know, almost killed me and blew me up just because I was a Jew? To say, as much as I feel that this threat needs to be removed, I can't have this hate in my heart. I can't have this darkness in my heart. As Yeshua, Jesus said in Matthew five forty three and 44, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's tough. That's a hard thing to do. And yet, Messiah, our Lord, commanded us to do it. And if you believe that a commandment is a commandment, not a suggestion, then we must. And of course, by the power of the Holy Spirit only, because the natural man is not too nice and wants what it wants and wants to destroy. Titus 3.3, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. And yet now we are commanded to love one another as he loves us. And how much does he love us? He was beaten, stricken, spit on, falsely accused, whipped until his skin was falling off, made to bear his own cross, nailed to a cross, reviled while on the cross, and yet <laughs> with arms outstretched because he had no choice because they were nailed outstretched, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so if you really have a right to righteous anger and to hate something, there, there is reason to do that, and yet don't give in to the hate. Don't allow that darkness to consume you because it will consume you. Anti-Semitism wasn't just against the Jews. It ended up destroying Germany. It ended up destroying all of Europe, and it will certainly destroy our nation 
if we let it. So stand against it, but not just because I'm saying this because I'm Jewish and it's just that hatred, as I've been saying through this whole program. We're not to hate others. We're to hate evil. We're to hate unrighteousness. But we're not to hate other people. We're to love them. And by that testimony that Yeshua Messiah was willing to die for us, that we go out into this world and that we're willing to die to self so that we wouldn't hate others. But remember, and I'll finish on this as Dietrich Bonhoeffer is warning us from not too long ago, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Please check your own heart. Please get pure and then speak out about the evil that we see in these days so that hopefully we would repent and turn from our wicked ways and he would heal our land. Well, that's it for me. Today, I'm Haim Goldman, The Watchman. You've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes and podcasts on our website at thewordfm1007.com. Now get out there and make an impact for the kingdom by standing against hatred in yourself and in our communities for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.